Hi, everyone. I'm Liam Sanyo from Inside Scientific, your favorite online source for life science webinars, virtual events, interviews, and educational content helping you do your best work. This episode of Expert Answers features Dr. Raul Endero, research professor at the Institute of Neuroscience at the Autonomous University of Barcelona. Dr. Andero recently joined us for a webinar to present research on sex-dependent differences in the consolidation of fear memory in a rodent model. Let's get right into it. All right, first question here, Raul, is uh, a great one. What are the implications for menopause? Could certain drugs affect menopausal women differently? Yeah, it's indeed a great question. I didn't have time to go through this, uh, but uh, neurokinin-3 receptor antagonists are being tested right now in clinical trials by several pharmaceutical companies for the treatment of hot flushes in menopause, mainly because it's the effects on uh, estradiol, right? So it seems like it's going to be approved relatively soon. And also what we suggest is besides this beneficial effect of treating hot flushes, also they could help to improve memory because it has been shown in some women with menopause that there may be problems in memory. So the approval of NK3 may also help not only in hot flushes, but also increasing uh, memory. Great answer. So should we also be worried now about other drugs that were already approved and are available at the pharmacy now before, for example, the, you know, these, this testing might not have been done on them if they're, maybe the drugs were only tested in males, for example. Could drugs that are currently approved be affecting humans in a similar way? Mm-hmm. Well, the first thing is like we don't need to panic. Obviously, all the drugs we have in the pharmacy, in the pharmacy are very good. They go through a lot of controls. What is true is like for clinical trials, obviously they're tested right now in, in men and women. The effects are controlled. However, a deeper understanding of specific activity of drugs in men and women could be beneficial for everyone. Instead of trying to find a drug that works for everyone, maybe we're leaving behind some drugs that are amazing for men or women, right? That's one point. And the other point is that Although this has changed or is changing, I want to say, is that preclinical models using uh, rodents generally used to use only males. Right now, most of us are using both males and females, but a lot of the knowledge generated for the last decades was only tested in males. So maybe with these preclinical experiments performed many decades ago that led maybe to the test of drugs in people, we discarded or, or we didn't test drugs that could have been helpful also in, in women because females were not tested, right? So we need to be aware of this and to improve the system to find better treatments for, uh, for everyone. Yeah, that's a really great point. I suppose it's a good thing that a lot more regulatory agencies are requiring researchers to use both male and female mice. So hopefully yep. that kind of thing doesn't really happen too much anymore. Mm-hmm. All right, another question here that I think refers to uh, slide 25. Uh, is the 24-hour time point critical? And, Rella, do you think your results would change with a longer-term time point, like 48 hours or 72 hours? We haven't tested the animals later. We believe the answer uh, is no, because uh, fear 
fear memories last for very long in a mouse. So for example, if you do fear conditioning, the fear acquisition paradigm, and you test the animals one month later, they will still remember the, the tone and they will still freeze, right? So it's a very strong memory. What is true is that, I mean, we couldn't control for the um, extra cycle at the moment of fear expression, right? But it kind of controls itself because if the animals are in parestrus on the day and the fear acquisition, so most of the animals are going to be in the same extra cycle during the fear uh, expression test. So the answer is like, I think results would be the same if we test the animals on one week than uh, one day, but it would be a very interesting experiment to know. And we won't know until we test the animals for sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. definitely. All right. Next question here. Why did you choose to inject the antagonist after the stimulus was given? Isn't it too late to administer an antagonist you know, 30 minutes after the onset of the neural changes? And do you have any data on the estrus cycle synchronization of mice from the same cage? Okay. So yeah, uh, the reason to give the drug 30 minutes later, it's because, as I said at the beginning, one of our interests is would be to be able to treat and prevent PTSD, right? So although we're using healthy animals, if you allow me, and our results if they can be extrapolated with you, you never know, right? Because an animal is very different, of course, from a human. So ideally we would like to have a drug that we can give in the emergency room of somebody that had, for example, a car accident and that drug may decrease the consolidation of that traumatic memory, decreasing the probability of that person to suffer uh, psychiatric disorders, right? So that would be the idea. So, and also because we tested the compound, we gave it 30 minutes before fear conditioning, and we found the same effect as giving it 30 minutes after or up to one hour, we thought that the effect was gonna be more, if you allow me to say, clean, because we give the drug during the consolidation after the animal has been exposed to the box and we believe this is the, the the best way we had to modulate memory consolidation after fear acquisition right and in regards to the second question of the estrocycle synchronization so we did try to synchronize the estrocycle of the animals on the same box we couldn't get to do it and actually this is not part of of the paper because we didn't you know we didn't we didn't look at this make notes and such but like i consulted other colleagues and they told me that they also couldn't synchronize and actually it would be ideal for us to synchronize the estrus cycle of our mice but they told me they couldn't do it either like we also tried to put an experiment that they were not part of this paper of course we did try to put uh, male urine the, in the cage to to help females to synchronize the, the, the cycle, and it didn't work. So actually, my opinion, my personal opinion, although it's a little probably I would need to read more, uh, it's like maybe the 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 classical experiments in which the estrocycle synchronization was performed and described. It was older vivariums, which are very different from the ones we have right now, in which we have ventilation 24/7 air conditioning control temperature and also they're probably uh, they were probably back then less crowded so the conditions are very different right so i consulted three or four labs and all of them told me we wish we could synchronize the estro cycle but we couldn't make it happen so the same for us we couldn't make it work and actually if somebody knows how to do it we'll be happy because we try everything we found in the literature and it didn't happen so yeah very very interesting question 
Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely an interesting research avenue to maybe explore. All right. Uh, another question here uh, in terms of about the translational side of things, but uh, is the NK3 receptor expression in the central amygdala similar between mice and humans? Mm -hmm. Yes, the, the expression of NK3 in, in rodents and humans is somewhat similar. It's expressed in also in emotional areas of the brain. It's, I would say it's not exactly the same, but it's somewhat similar, right? So yeah, it's expressed in the amygdala, the BNST, in the cortex. So yes, also the pharmacodynamics between rat and human of the sanitan are somewhat similar. There's no data on mouse versus human. But we think that, yes, there's lots of similarities on the tag 2 pathway in mice and rodents and, and humans. Although I'm aware there are reports showing like, uh, for example, in uh, rhesus macaque, there's a study showing the, the expression of NK3, which has some differences with mice. Uh, so there's like some difference in some similitudes, but I think like the fact that NK3 is also expressed in, in humans in emotional areas uh, such as the uh, amygdala and the, and the BNST and the that NK3 receptors antagonists are safe and well tolerated. I think it's there's a high likelihood that they could modulate also memory in, in people uh, without side effects. The only side effects would be a temporal decrease of sex hormones that could be taken to normal levels by, by taking another drug. And also there could be therapeutic interventions in which modulating uh, modulating testosterone or estradiol could be also beneficial so there's another line of interest for uh, mk3 antagonists just by modulating sex hormones right yeah great answer another interesting question here more about the the fear conditioning process so the session d says uh hello raul great talk very interesting i have a more general question there's some debate whether males and females express fear in the same way do you think assessing the freezing response during fear conditioning is the best manner to compare the fear response in both sexes? Mm -hmm. Yeah, we are aware of that. And I think that's mainly for rats, my personal opinion. That's more for rats that I'm aware that female rats do darting behavior. In the supplementary figure, we evaluated darting behavior in our mice and they barely do darting. So my personal opinion is that rats as being a more complex animal than a mouse, they do more behaviors, right, than, than a, a mouse. And then, for example, darting can be very helpful in rats. And in mice, I, I think maybe the other behaviors may not be that relevant, although, you know, we would need more studies to, to assess up as again. And when we measure darting in our experiments, our animals did not dart. And yeah, I think, and also freezing, it's, it's been a reliable measure of freezing in, in males and also in females. So yeah, I think it's it was the best thing to do for our study. Yeah, good question. Yeah, great point. So in, in uh, humans, a common issue for some PTSD patients is uh, the relapse of fear. Did you do any, any fear relapse or fear reinforcement experiments after giving the antagonist? Hmm, no, we didn't do it, but it, it would be very interesting. Yeah, and it's pointed, but uh, yeah, it would be, it would be really, really, really good to try, right? To do the fear conditioning test, give the drug, test the animals and fear uh, expression, and then wait for maybe one, two or three weeks and test the animals again. Yes, it would be, would be very interesting experiments to perform, yeah. Yeah, definitely. There's a question about the, uh, you're, you're talking about 
how um, drugs didn't affect adolescent mice before their levels of sex hormone were very high. Could that have? Could the drug not have worked because uh, their emotional circuitry is still in the developmental stage, or is it definitely related to sex hormones? What we know is that at that age, at P28 and P29, they already can acquire fear. So in the graphics, you can see that they acquire fear. Of course, the fear circuitry can be different, right? Adults, yes, that could be a possibility that we cannot discard. But yeah, also the, the amount of learning, of the fear learning they got, and also that the expression of NK3 of in P28 and, and P29 was similar to adults, make us think that it was the best solution. I mean, in the end, we, we, there's no good way to assess this, uh, to this. If you want to try like to give the drug without sex hormones, the other alternative was gonadectomies to remove the gonads, which has wide implications of the brain. So yeah, no matter what you choose, it will always open more, more questions, but yeah, very, very interesting. Yeah, that's a great point. Another good question here. So do you know if the effect is specific to fear memory? Uh, have you examined any sex differences with response or in response to this drug during different learning exercise, like novel object exploration or other tests of memory? Yes, actually, we're working uh, right now. We have a paper submitted looking at the effect on Osanetan on uh, novel object recognition and results replicate the data on fear conditioning. So we believe that the effect of Osanetan in memory is not specific to, to fear, but it can be expanded to other memories such as novel object recognition in which the prefrontal cortex and the hippocampus have been shown to be very important. So we believe that it's not only this drug affecting the neurons in the amygdala, maybe, although I'm hypothesizing because we haven't manipulated that and we haven't gone that on the novel object recognition studies, but it could be like this memory modulation is not only happening in the amygdala, but it can happen in other structures, but it always goes in the same direction, decreasing memory in, in males and enhancing memory in females and pressures when there are high levels of estradiol. Fantastic. Interesting question here. Does estrogen affect NMDA receptor expression in the amygdala? Yeah, I'm not an expert on NMDA receptors. I believe there it does affect estrogen and MDA receptors. And then, yeah, it could be one, one reason uh, why our results uh, are different between males and females. And I think in the paper, I'm not sure if we look at NMDA or if we did immunohistochemistry, but yeah, I'm not, I'm sorry, I'm not an expert on NMDA. Yeah, no problem. Another question here is sort of about the human side. Would you expect women using hormonal contraceptives to react similarly to the low estradiol group? So hormonal contraceptives, so to the low estradiol group, to yeah, so it would be like equivalent to metestrus, I understand. Uh, yes, I would think so. I would think my hypothesis would be like maybe the drug wouldn't work on, on women maybe taking hormonal contraception. And also one of the implications, probably the main implications of this study would be also to highlight that the same drug could give given in completely different contexts to men and women. Because in men, we would give the drug to somebody that just had a car accident and is in the emergency room, whereas this drug should never be given to women because then we would increase the memory of the traumatic event. So we would give the drug 
to a woman that has gone to psychotherapy and after a successful therapy intervention, after one successful day doing therapy, then we want to increase that memory, right? But we would never do that to a man because then we would um, the, impair that memory consolidation, right? And also uh, the last thing I want to highlight is that we don't want to erase memories. I've been asked this a lot. I don't want to erase memories. I want to modulate, slightly decrease or increase. If we want to erase memories, you would go to completely different approaches that are not my goal, although interesting. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Expert Answers and that you'll tune into future episodes where researchers just like you answer questions about their work and share science. Don't forget to subscribe and we'll see you next time.